Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello posters and welcome to The Last Post, the post-final word in this, the most post-final of worlds. Today's episode is for the month of June in the year of the 2021. As I circle the silent globe in my luxury podcasting studio come satellite, I look below me at an earth ravaged by the merciless hungers of the unholy dragon child, sending this satirical news podcast out into the void, knowing there is another world out there, through the glitch, a world innocent of the tentacular ravages of the octopus people and the religious wars that raged through Italy. I think of that world and know that one day, somehow, I will be able to reach through space and time to sell them merch. <laughs> How great would it be if I actually had merch to sell? I mean, I do, but not new merch. And I assume you all have your half a glass of water t-shirts. Coming to you monthly when our menstrual cycles sync up, I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and this is The Last Post. In this month, one half of the world is celebrating pride. The other half of the world is beginning sentences with the phrase, I'm just saying, and I'm not a bigot, but (laughs) your guest today on the podcast is Flapjack Lumberjack and Flapjack Denier Hunter, Alison Spittle. Welcome back. Hello, Alice. It is lovely to be here. I... I'm very, very excited in my new role as a general hunter. I I hunt for anyone that denies anything. Uh, I don't like deniers. That's that is. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Mm, yes, I uh, travel around in a in a cloud of crumbs uh, <laughs> with my with my gang of people behind me. I'm here with uh, quite a lot of them. They're all silent uh, except for that guy. He's called Siren. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's here's Jeff. Jeff is behind me. He is um, he's the person that holds the camera phone behind me just to make sure that uh, we really get the people. So it's quite exciting. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good having a camera phone that's functional. Uh, will you wait for the internet to come back up to be able to share that? Yeah, he's a... Or is it just for your own records? For my own records and, like, you know, maybe... I, I've, I figure, like, uh, the le- legality will get involved somehow. 
at some point and I, I do need a record of uh, me not doing anything. Like, I, I'm perfectly fine. I'm just <laughs> outside of this uh, space uh, supermarket, um, you know, and I'm not touching the guy. I'm just in his personal space, uh, intimidating him. <laughs> but I'm not actually touching him and... I got proof of that with my with my trusty Jeff and his camera phone. Isn't that right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, we'll find out more about the world you're living in now uh, as our top story a little later. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. In the news this month, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk have joined super yachts on the ocean to create the seeds of an anarchist seasteading techno-utopia. To join, you need to have at least a billion dollars in Bitcoin. But given that all technology has been down since December, they're also accepting, as entry fee, evidence of having been to an elite college, such as looking good in a polo neck. They're also not doing great, so I imagine you can get on board this eventual paradise with small offerings of rice or basic carpentry skills. I have heard of some aspirational seasteaders just showing up and reciting a Bitcoin wallet number at them in the knowledge that they won't be able to check or charge you for 10 to 15 years when the technology re-emerges. Uh, are you going to try and get on this uh, seasteading proto-paradise, Alison Spittle? I think I should. I think I deserve it, you know. Uh, all I have at the moment are dried cranberries and uh, the tears of people that uh, I have I have caught denying and punished uh Willfully. So hopefully that will be accepted. Well, as you know, this is seasteading part two. Their original plan was uh, ended up sort of going wrong and becoming Bob the Sentient Trash Island, who's currently floating oh. around the coast of what remains of the United States of America, collecting people along with his vice president, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, but he's not as welcoming to billionaires as they d- anticipated he would be. So they've, they've started their own project. Uh, look, look, I mean, The Rock go back quite a long time. I feel like I could have a chat with him. And, uh, you know, he, he, he would he would be very kind of um, I've seen Hobbs and Shaw, which is a which is a film from another universe. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I sat through that and I feel that the Dwayne The Rock Johnson owes me one. Uh, so <laughs> he'll understand. He will. He will understand. He seems like an understanding dude. The real question for me is uh, with Dwayne The Rock, Rock Johnson in this terrible post-apocalyptic world, will he be able to eat enough cod? Oh, yes. It's about a quarter of a ton of cod a year, that man. I know, I know. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? It's a lot of cod. It's cod. It's a lot of cod. It's always cod. I thought it was me. I had to go to the doctor, but it was actually quite a lot of cod <laughs> from, from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in Italy, the warring cults of Berlusconi and Dorothy the Dinosaur have announced that there will be a political marriage between both icons. Gossip rags speculate on whether the bride will wear purple or white and whether the two species, human and mascot, will consummate their union in the traditional Berlusconi fashion of being slightly gross and questionably inspired by the worst of adult film or in the traditional (laughs) plush dinosaur way, which is surprisingly heaps more gross. (laughs) But I just want to say, thank God this is happening. We needed some good news for a while. I mean, the country will be cheered up by this horrible, disgusting wedding. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the sex tape. Like, I'm sure there will be <laughs> when they're conservating the marriage. There absolutely will be. I think I think that's part of the vows. And after so long being, you know, months and months being torn by these religious and cult wars, I can only hope that this will 
will lead to uh, less religious division rather than more. Yeah, absolutely. And like for Dorothy, you'd be glad of the breathing hole that a mascot costume has. It's going to have so many uses. And we'll see that in the tape. (laughs) Your ad section now, because why be a community when you can be a demographic? (laughs) Do you still have your skin... Combine two products from our revolutionary skin portfolio for powerful daily antioxidants and home defense. Healthy young skin is on a 28-day cycle, meaning that's typically how long it takes for skin cells to mature, move up, and finally exfoliate. That's also how long it takes a determined and disciplined gang to plan a successful raid on a moderately well-defended compound. That's why we bring you 28 Days Later, the post-apocalyptic skincare solution that involves just telling us your skincare and home defense needs. We'll send you a monthly personalized kit of moisturizer, cleanser, serum, sunscreen, and tripwire strong crossbow blueprints designed just for your needs. We know from science that the use of retinol helps maintain a less blemished and more youthful looking complexion, but of course it's hard to raid your local pharmacy when it's surrounded by nude dancers performing an ancient ritual in order to resummon the sun. Don't bother bathing in the loose saliva of mutant frogs or letting snails crawl all over you. That's just whiz-bang, gim-crackery and nonsense. Instead, try 28 Days Later, home and skin barrier defence in one counterintuitive but synergistic package. Amazing. Uh, your skin's looking particularly good at the moment, Alison Spittle. What are you uh, using on it? Thank you. And my home as well is free of strangers, apart from, like, you know, Jeff here. But um, uh, I've been using it, I think... Um, uh, I've, what I use for my face is what I use for my protection of my home. Acid. Uh, it's a acid. It, acid. Yeah, it's perfect in that way. Uh, gives me a good complexion, and uh, you know, protects me like Home Alone. I just like a big, a big pot of paint that Kevin McAllister used on top of his uh, uh, <laughs> pursuers. Uh, I do with acid, and uh, could tell you now, not a PG film. Not a you know the cleanup <laughs> is quite bad. Genuinely, in that film, those people should have died, and that's it, many times. Yeah. yeah, many many times. It's a very dangerous film. It gives people a very kind of high expectation of what the human body can take. You know, also a realistic representation of the sociopathy of young children. Yes, who really don't understand the impact <laughs> of their actions. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I mean, if I, you know, if I saw my kid, if I, if I saw the way that Kevin had, you know, protected his home as his mother, I would have to have a word. I'd be happy, you know, that he isn't dead, but I'd need to have a word with him. <laughs> and I'd be like, Kevin, you can't do this. But this is the thing. He was never going to be dead. They were just going to steal the TV. Like <laughs> the level of retaliation was not proportionate. The only place you could get away with, like, such a violent response to a home invasion is America, where they believe you have the right to kill anyone if they look at you wrong. That's so true. Do you think this, like, represents America in general and the way it kind of deals with stuff? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Kevin McAllister's home defense is a metaphor for the overinvestment of the Americans into their military budget. Genuinely, I am I'm going to walk away from this crumbs and all as a as a flapjack lumberjack and be and be and be kind of heavy with the knowledge that you've given me here. That's amazing. That genuinely, <laughs> if someone did that in a documentary, you'd think they were really clever. You would. <laughs> you would. This and we're doing it here in a podcast. 
about the universe. You won't be given the credit, Alice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Someone else will say it and get the credit for it. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the inside of a bus when it rains. As you sit horrified by the condensation forming on the insides of the bus windows, is that made of people, you think? Yes. Knowing that the process of condensation is also a distillation of reality into these moving droplets of existential angst. If you were to collect all of the condensation from one side of a sweaty bus interior on a rainy day, you'd have something like half a glass of water. (laughs) You keep surprising me. Oh, my God. I saw the smile on your face as well. I was like, she's doing something. It's liquidy. Oh, uh, it's a half a glass of water. (laughs) Half a glass of water. It's not all good. (laughs) That makes me fear. That makes me never want to drink water again, Alice. That's it's all dinosaur piss in the end. <laughs> and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by placebos. They won't work, but don't not believe in them. Mm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Now it's time for your top story. Top story today, uh, Alison Spittle surviving there on Earth. I'm so pleased. Another one of our correspondents down on Earth able Mm. to make contact with the satellite. Can you uh, give us a picture of where you are? So I am here in a a cloud of crumbs. I'm kind of floating from place to place. Uh, I have have a laptop here and access to a chat room. It's the only thing I have on the internet. (laughs) And... uh, it's a, you know, it's it's quite strange uh, being on so a... So the internet where you are hasn't gone down so much as it has gone, like, backwards by 15 years. Exactly, exactly. The only the only <laughs> websites I have are, uh, are, <laughs> are uh, chat rooms, teenchat.com specifically, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, rotten.com. Do you remember that website? It's a website, it's a... I'm quite traumatised from it. It's just a website where you can look at pictures... <laughs> of uh, death and stuff like that, which in 1999 was a really big thing, <laughs> like on the internet. And uh, there's also this other website called isabevagodadead.com. And uh, for the past eight years, it has been, he has been dead. So, you know, it's, it's quite, <laughs> it's quite sad. It's never going to change, Alice. Um, but being in a, being in a chat room, uh, I hunt for people that deny stuff. Uh, people have been denying that there's an apocalypse and I'm here in my cloud of crumbs. I'm going, <laughs> I think, I think not. And, uh, you know, I now have decided, I've 
I've filled with such rage uh, from people denying that, uh, you know, the apocalypse exists or like, you know, flapjack lumberjacks exists and stuff that I go into chat rooms pretending to be a denier myself. And I arrange to meet up with these people. And then me and Jeff. All right, Jeff, uh, we uh, we go (laughs) meet them in a neutral location of their choosing. And then Jeff films and I'll just uh, I'll just go up to them, talk aggressively at them. And uh, ask bystanders not to call the police. Like that is my, uh, you know, my thing. <laughs> I love it. I love doing it. It's my new. It's my new job. And to be honest with you, I feel. I feel like this suits me way more than flapjack lumberjacking. Even though that was a thing that I was born into. But I. I feel my true. My true job now is to hunt down deniers. Well, so, I mean, this is the thing. No, nobody can deny that the apocalypse was a bad thing. But I think for so many people, it's been a way of, like, opening up new interests for them. Yeah. Like, it's, I've heard so many heartwarming stories of, you know, oh, I managed to, re- like, really connect with my surviving family or, you know, uh, working uh, fr- from home, subsistence farming, a small plot of land out the back of my garden and fending off mutant ravages is just oh. so much more nourishing than working in a bank. You know, uh, uh, these stories are not uncommon. You don't want to underplay, you know, the 96% of the world's population that was destroyed. But I think, you know, mm. it, it, sometimes it's really beautiful. Like I know someone whose marriage was really saved. You know, they weren't just, just weren't connecting and now they have nothing to do, uh, but stare into one another's eyes 24 hours a day. They were melted together by the dragon. So so they've right. had to spend a lot of time together. Yes. Uh, it's just really a beautiful, these beautiful stories coming out of it. Uh, so with, with your hunting, um, um, what's the, I mean, I understand that the confronting people is is the, is the thing, but like what yeah. is the the goal? Like what is the... What is the outcome that you're looking for, trying to achieve? Are you changing minds and hearts? Well, this is it. I, I, to be honest with you, uh, I did it on pure rage and didn't really have a goal. You know, it was more, <laughs> it was more. I wanted to do something, so I did it, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew I had this anger in me, and I thought, you know, confrontation is is the best way. But I think I think the goal, truthfully. When I think about it now, is to is to, you know teach them that the apocalypse did exist and that you know flapjack lumberjacks exist. I'm I exist. I'm in front of you, you know, and uh, it it should change their minds. But to be honest with you, they just call the police, like you know the apocalypse police. <laughs> uh, and I keep telling them, don't get them involved. There's no need for this, you know. I just want to have a word with you and change your mind. And they're like, no, you're intimidating me. I'm scared. And I just have to, you know, I tell Jeff, put down the cloche and, uh, you know, we're fine. <laughs> he just holds it. It's a comfort thing for him more so than anything else. He likes to have two things in two hands. He's got the camera phone in one hand and the cloche in the other yes. hand. I mean, that is a menacing look. I have to say that is a menacing look. It looks like you're you're filming for a first-person shooter where you haven't got a gun yet. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And you're like, oh no, I've a gun, and uh, you you know which way. And do you know what's funny is like, um, I forgot if it's closh or what's the other thing that holds dinners. You know, glosh, kalosh. There's a thing that you put over a plate when you're passing and you lift it up, and it's like oh, a, a cloche, Yeah, that he has that as well. He's the two weapons. So and he uses it as like a drum. Yeah. They're they're a double act, so um, he's quite threatening, and uh, I I feel I'm quite threatening, and it just gives me a great sense of superiority, 
at the end of the day, you know, where um, I've got my aggression out. Have I changed their minds? I don't care. That's not that's not what it's about. It's about me and my anger. And I'm right. So I feel good. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our top story today. Alison Spittle will let you go and get on to our next guest. I, I see you have some deniers to hunt. Jeff. And uh, Jeff. good luck to all your silent friends, Jeff. Nice, nice cosh holding there. Very menacing. He says thank you. He's doing it with his eyes today. <laughs> yeah. He loves your hair, Alice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The water in space is very soft. Yes. <laughs> Alison, as you know, most of the people who are remaining on Earth are listeners to this show, as well as the people in the alternate dimension who we connect with monthly via the glitch in the space-time continuum. Have you got anything to plug? I've got a podcast with Fern Brady called Wheel of Misfortune. That's in another dimension. And then in another dimension uh, is this other podcast called The Alison Spittle Show. And uh, there's some live gigs happening in this place called... Uh, I know. I know. It, it's Earth uh, somewhat post some sort of... I, I don't know. There, there's something happened and gigs stopped for a while. But they're back. And I'm going to be at Glasgow Comedy Festival. I'm going to be in Ireland and in London and different places. And you can go to this website called www.isabevagodadead or www.alisonspittle.com. And that's a website you can find my stuff on. And it'll tell you if Abe Vagoda is dead as well. I should put that on my website. Just a counter? Yeah, just, just like a counter. counting up rather than counting down. <laughs> when he'll return? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would be good, actually. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Good luck to you. Good luck to Jeff. Oh. Watch out. He's right behind you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's quite intimidating. <laughs> And as we bid farewell to our favourite flapjack, lumberjack and denier hunter, uh, we tune in to one of our few remaining co-hosts still alive on Earth, Dr. Professor Matt Kirshen, time scientist and live-action historian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and also bad, and also in between. I'm all things at once, as you remember. Yes, I, I do remember, and also... Uh, anticipate. <laughs> I, I, I'm super excited to talk to you and get your particular perspective on this this uh, unprecedented moment in history. Oh yeah, well, strange way to phrase things, but uh, yes, I guess I guess it is a moment in history to you. I, I've actually been spending quite a lot of time in, I guess, what you would call your past, um, which you know has its benefits and its uh, and its shortcomings. I've um, I've been I've been having a little bit of a flirtation. Oh, hello. Uh, back in the day, you know, it's technically with my great, 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 great grandmother, which unfortunately is a mathematical certainty if you go back far enough in history. So, you know, you never learn. It's a what they do say that having relationships with your ancestors is a paradoxical issue. But what they don't say is, oh, it's fun. <laughs> oh, oh! It's so much fun. You know, it's a, it's, it, it, in many ways, it's a story as old as time. Time being, of course, one time unit old. They, you know, they say, uh boy meets girl, girl finds boy familiar in a way she can't exactly place. Boy tells her he's gonna make the gods eat the moon at an exact time. <laughs> does that does that work? Is that is that a good oh, pickup line? You know what? There's there's nothing in your current era that compares. 
nothing nothing impresses a lady or indeed a village quite as much as the gods eating the moon in exactly five minutes from now. <laughs> well, it does mean you only get laid during the eclipse, right? Oh, well, I mean, there's any number of other things you could you could predict. Meteors, there's solar eclipses, lunar eclipses, uh, who shot JR. <laughs> there's always something going on in the sky. <laughs> there's always something. So tell us where you are right now and describe describe your environment. Oh, well, well, right, right now I'm outdoors. You can probably hear some of the sounds of outdoors. Um, oh, you won't have these yet. You can probably hear some chirping, some tweeting sounds in the background. Um, here, how to explain it. Alice, have you ever been in a kind of tourist destination and as you're walking along the promenade, there'll be a guy standing on the corner and he'll just, there'll be like this chirping sound coming from you and then you realize he's got some whistle in his mouth and he's actually send, trying to sell those whistles to children. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, at a certain point in the future, we were able to make small winged animals make that exact sound. Wow. And that's what you could sometimes hear in the background here. Are you suggesting that humans invented the birds? <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what I'm. You can also hear um. You know how some of those guys like like the like the sound effect person in Police Academy can make the noise of a wind chime. <laughs> yes. Well, you can also hear behind me these sort of small pieces of metal that blow around in the wind and make almost identical noise. Wow! Wow! The the, the <laughs> yeah. folly, folly artists inspiring art. Um, it's astonishing. I mean, I'm back up a little. I'm I'm interested in how uh, we. I mean, this is the birds and the bees talk that I did not get. How did we? <laughs> oh, yeah. How did we make the birds? Oh, just just wait until you get onto the bees part. Um, <laughs> you know how we have these factories that make honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, astonishingly, they managed to turn these tiny insects that normally you just know as the things that sting you if startled, into little mini factories that make that exact same breakfast spread. And. And um, what about love? In my Birds and the Bees talk, love had a lot to do with it. There was, there was a lot of love in there, more, more than you would think would be necessary. There is. Well, I, I say, uh, I say nothing really. Pro Let, let's not say love, but at least like initial attraction. Quite like, <laughs> hey, darling, look what I got you. A way to make all the honey you want, as long as you don't mind being stung from time to time in our house. <laughs> well, nothing comes without a cost. There always is. Matt Kirshen, I know you don't experience time in a sort of a linear way, but obviously at the end of last year there was this big uh, dragon-based incident and uh, ever since then we've we've all been trying to figure things out. I'm still here circling the globe in my uh, luxury podcasting studio come satellite. Can you tell me what your experience has been? Yeah, well, of course. Okay, so that that's interesting. I always forget roughly where you are and what's happened when. So, <laughs> So just to be clear... You, you already have the wheel, right? Yes, yes, we do. We do have the wheel. Do you have the wheel of fortune? We do have the wheel of fortune. That that is in the. Okay. I mean, even in the past, uh, recent past, but yeah. Okay. What about the wheel of a thousand skulls? Not there yet. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. No spoilers. I think our skulls are mostly in a straight line so far. <laughs> copy that. Copy that. Oh, you're in for a treat, or not, depending on. Well. You'll find out. <laughs> oh, so the drag is the dragon still an issue? It's still tormenting Earth from time to Yep. Oh, Alice. Oh, oh, naive, kind naive Alice. <laughs> all he wants, all he wants is attention. I mean, he is the child of Boris Johnson and Piers Morgan in dragon form, of course, that's all he wants. All he wants is attention and love. All you need to do is give him that. All you need to do is just 
a little tip-off. You'll work it out eventually, so I'll give you a little tip-off. All you need to do is create a little Truman Show-like pocket of, pocket of the world where he can just exist happily in his own environment, where from time to time he just he permanently interviews himself and then storms <laughs> off and then interviews himself again about why he stormed off and then is fired from the job and then rehired inexplicably. And the rehiring... <laughs> Just make the rehiring a ceremony. Build it into your foundations. I mean, that's important. I mean, who do you think would, would help to set up this Truman Show? I mean, obviously, you don't want anyone who could be overcome by the powerful sexual allure of the dragon. Are you suggesting maybe we, we staff this dragon Truman Show with, like, maybe virgins? All virgins? Well, well, that that is obviously a problem because being half Johnson, he is so hot. <laughs> he is so hot. I mean, people think when they talk about the dragon being hot, they're referring to a thermal capacity but no he is who could resist that i mean they are talking about the thermal capacity and that the uh, drifting ashes of 96 percent of the world's population would probably indicate but also it was sexy while it happened but, but that's how everyone gets tricked they're like be careful the dragon's really hot and everyone's like okay i'll keep my distance i'll have water on hand and then you get in there and like oh my god has there ever been a more f***able dragon <laughs> and you look at it and go like oh you know what that dragon I know, I know, I I know all the previous ones he was just using, just to get onto the next, the next level on the on the ladder. You know, he'll just cast me aside like so many before. But I'm different. That's that's the trick. You look at you look at that dragon and think I'm going to be different. I'm going to be the one that tames that dragon. You can't tame that dragon, Alice. It's a dragon. Dragons aren't to be tamed. Can't domesticate them like a zebra. You can't. Like a like a flying flaming zebra. All you can do is keep giving that dragon TV shows and keep letting him make speeches. <laughs> they live off applause. They live off applause and outrage. That's the only two things they can exist on. The real treasure is headlines. So where where are the billionaires now? Oh, the billionaires are doing all right. Uh, uh, you know, Josh Gondelman uh, had an incident where he was, he was trapped in his own sex bunker. But other than that, uh, Elon Musk is uh, still working on his colony in Mars and Jeff Bezos has united with, with a bunch of uh, Musk fans and Muskites on a seasteading platform that's currently floating somewhere in the North Pacific. Oh, then we're about to experience a very exciting time because in about a month from now, one of them is going to see a T-shirt that says, if everyone's a billionaire, no one's a billionaire. And it's going to send them <laughs> into a spiral. I mean, that would... The whole premise of their seasteading empire is that only billionaires can join. You're only a billionaire if you're near to people who aren't. What's going to happen, Alice, is they're going to realize that they're going to have to return to humanity. They're going to return to society. And yet society has moved on. They won't know any of the memes. There'll be whole <laughs> social networks that have risen and crashed in their time. They'll be stuck, sadly, TikToking their ice bucket challenge and planking. <laughs> Well, I feel sad about planking. At some point, as you say, you have to invent the wheel. What a beautiful, simple time that was when someone could just lie flat for a while and be considered the best of our kind. <laughs> what I'm hearing from you is you're still in a period of disharmony. Yes, yes, indeed, certainly. Have you yet experienced Sasha? Sasha? Oh, oh, Alice. Oh, what a time. What a thing you're about to experience. Well, uh, you're about five to ten years from everything being in the cloud all human emotions, all human existence. Well, this was quite exciting and will be quite exciting and is quite exciting right now. A 14-year-old Russian teenager hacked that cloud and instantly downloaded all of human emotions, feelings, history, and present and became the world's most empathetic thing. Wow. How does he feel about that? <laughs> well, he, she, and they 
has become in many ways the world's greatest advice columnist, <laughs> diplomat, <laughs> leader, and mum. Wow. I mean, that is a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing to contemplate. When I eventually figure out how to get this satellite back down to Earth, I feel much more hopeful about my prospects. Oh, we all live in a world of peace and tranquility, but utterly reliant on the whims and emotions of one 14-year-old child. <laughs> oh, no. But honestly, you know, sometimes Sasha's going through some things because 14 is a very difficult age. But, you know, when Sasha's on it, there's a lot less war. And then sometimes a lot more war. But, you know, in many ways, just having to keep one 14-year-old happy is a very simple way of us all existing. Yeah, it's a clear prerogative. It really is. Also an impossible task if anyone remembers being 14 and trying to keep themselves happy. (laughs) As long as Sasha's in generally a good mood and, you know, having all of Sasha's messages returned and crushes seemingly reciprocated then there is peace on on this earth. Reciprocated, but not too much, because that might be intimidatingly like having to do something about it. Oh, that did happen once, and then the earth was plunged into a few days of darkness, (laughs) and we all just had to hide in our bedrooms and not come out. Well, I'm looking forward to that very much. Now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, if you have a letter to the editor, please send it in to the last post at thebuglepodcast.com. And uh, the letter this week is an audio letter that comes in from Josh Gondelman, eccentric billionaire Josh Gondelman. Hey, editor. This is tech billionaire, philanthropist, uh, optimized man, Josh Gondelman. I'm calling in (laughs) because all these other billionaires are going to space. Jeff Bezos is going to space. Elon Musk is going to space. Richard Brandon is going to space. And I'll tell you, I'm going to space. You think I'm not going to space? I can go to space. Yeah, I've been drinking, but I had an idea. I'm going to go to space, and I'm going to throw the best space party anyone's ever seen. And you're all invited. Anybody can come. This is not just one spaceship. We're getting a party bus. We're shooting it to Mars. <laughs> and we're gonna fing rage. I'm gonna DJ. There's gonna be past hors d'oeuvres. People are gonna wanna come to this party. So don't go. Don't be signing up for Richard Branson or Jeff Boozoos. This is Josh Gondelman's space bus. Is gonna be a good time, so just it's good. It's I. It's I'm not jealous. I wasn't invited on these other expeditions. It's because I was working on my own cool space thing. <laughs> so if you want to be part of it, just go to uh, Josh Gondelman Space Bus Party. Dot gov, <laughs> and uh, and just type in yes, and we'll bring you to space. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be safe, and it's gonna be cool as shit. <laughs> All right, later, loser. Bye. Oh, I mean, what a wonderful message uh, to get from friend of the show, Josh Gondelman. Uh, Josh, you are welcome to join me on my satellite on your en route to your party bus, or if you want uh, 
uh, if you want to preload before the party begins, uh, you're welcome to come sit in my in my space hot tub, and uh, and do that. Uh, do you think this mission will be a success, uh, Professor Doctor Matt Kirshen? Uh, my only worry from past party bus experience is will there be frequent toilet breaks, and where does that happen in space? <laughs> This is the problem with a party on a boat or on a spaceship is that uh, you can't you can't ghost yeah. uh, without literally exposing yourself to the vacuum of the ocean <laughs> of infinite darkness. Yeah, I mean, on a boat party, on a party boat, you can just kind of go like, hey, I'm, go- I'm just going to go for a quick swim around the boat and then you can just go for it. <laughs> you just have to recruit your pet dolphin, Darwin. Yeah, they, they might get a bit suspicious when you're greasing yourself up Alcatraz style. <laughs> That brings us to the end of your letters to the editor section. Remember, you too can send a letter in to the editor by writing to us at the last post at thebuglepodcast.com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears once a month for the rest of the year. And there's a back catalogue, of course, of uh, 366 days from last year. A big hello to our listeners in the other dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Dr. Professor Matt Kirshen. Have you got anything to plug? Yes, I'd like to plug the lake of lava that we must not anger. I don't really want to plug that, but you know what happens if we don't. Or you know, you will. My science and comedy podcast called Probably Science exists on all the normal podcast platforms. You can find me on all the regular social media places, or some of them at least, as Matt Kirshen. And I'd also like to plug that thing where you run a pair of scissors along a ribbon and it somehow curls. How does that happen? We'll never know. The Last Post is an Alice Fraser and the Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or for a one-stop shop of all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs, sign up on Patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes pass to my glamorous life, as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner, his sub-producer, the editor, the iron fist inside his velvet glove. His hench thug is the inimitable pet hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again next month. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.